0: Welcome to the 718. I'm Salvatore Cassio, my co-host Charlie Crane, bringing you weekly New York sports updates from real New York sports fans. All right.
1: Hi, Sal. Uh, this, this is, is going to be our first episode that we've ever done. So it might be a little choppy, but we're going to work it out. And today is going to be an MLB in focus episode with the MLB season quickly approaching. Uh, obviously, you can tell by our jerseys that I am a Yankees fan and Sal is sadly a Mets fan, so we can all pity him. Uh, and I think the first thing we're going to talk about today is going to be Mets ownership. So uh, obviously, like from an outside perspective, I've seen a lot of things about Steve Cohen and then potentially like a, a group of like athletes like A. Rod and Travis Kelsey potentially making a bid for the Mets. Like, so I want to know what you think about that.
0: Oh well, thank you. This is a very controversial topic as a Mets fan, as a lifelong Mets fan. I've had the Wilpons in power of the Mets my entire life, and. I am very happy to hear these rumors about the Mets potentially selling because I think the Wilpons are arguably one of the worst owners in the MLB. And I hope with COVID approaching that the Wilpons would be able to sell, preferably at a lower price to someone like Steve Cohen. And as you said before, with the whole A-Rod and the whole athletes group, I'm not really a fan of that personally, because I feel like a lot of them, similarly to the Wilpons are kind of in it for the financial aspect of the business. Let alone like Steve Cohen, who's been a lifelong Mets fan. Being born in Massapequa, I feel like he just has a lot easier. I feel like he'd be a lot better owner for the team, and would actually want to see them win, as opposed to ma- maximizing his profit margins and stuff like that. So,
1: I- no, I, de- I I I definitely agree. I think I think I think the most important thing about an owner is that obviously financial backing like has to be has to be an aspect of it. But I think I th- I think I think the owner needs to treat it to treat it like a sports team that wants to that like it, that needs to be ambitious. Cause I feel like for so long, I feel like the Mets have lacked ambition and obviously I have a biased point of view. Like I will look, I will look for anything to bash on the Mets and the way they run. But uh, I think, I think I, 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 hope, I hope Steve Cohen, I hope Steve Cohen does purchase the Mets. Cause I'd like to see, I like could see a better subway series and a better rivalry with like, with a, with a Mets team that I feel like with a Mets team that I feel like is trying to push and win and win championships
0: yeah, I just to really go off on what you said. I exactly. I want to see the Mets like act like they want to win. See them spend money, make playoff pushes, and stuff like that. Not with a team that has minimal spending and stuff like that, like under the ponds. Like I want to be a team, a bigger market team, like the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Yankees, all all that have relatively good owners, and I actually want to see their clubs win, and most most importantly, care about their fan base. Uh, do you think? Do you think it's close? Because I feel like I feel like this isn't the first time, in the last couple of years,
1: that we've heard rumors about Wilpons selling and about there being buyers interested. Do you think there's anything different about this story?
0: Well, you know, now they're now they're taking bids, and I saw I saw Cohen actually put in for a bid of two point six billion dollars, which hopefully will trigger the Wilpons to pull the plug on the Mets and hopefully give it to Steve Cohen. So I'm really not a fan of A Rod, to be quite honest with you.
1: No, I think. I just I feel like A Rod, it's A Rod, Travis Kelsey, uh, a couple other athletes that like have, like as minority owners. I just I can't I can't see that being like a winning formula. Like I feel like I feel like that would just I feel like it's almost like a spur of the moment. Like let's just try to make some money. I think like, I think Steve Cohen's a much more dependable option for you. Yeah. And, like I I know A Rod A Rod was a Mets fan when he grew up. I feel like I've heard that before. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like it's like it's great to like it's great to have like an athlete to like like a lot of the, a lot of us grew up watching who is a Mets fan only your team but like I feel like I feel like Steve Cohen Steve Cohen's a more reliable option and I am definitely spoiled I'm definitely spoiled with Brian Cashman and Brian I yeah. Ka- like Brian Brian Cashman is able to spend is able to spend the Yankees money perfectly and I I'm de- I'm definitely lucky to have that so I, I acknowledge that that I acknowledge that that helps the Yankees win but so I, I hope I hope you're able to get something like that.
0: Yeah, like like you said, like either way, like someone like Cashman, like the GM of the Yankees, like has the Steinbriner's financial backing to basically do whatever they want to to push forward and like do what's best for the club in terms of like winning and stuff like that. And I mean, any any GM you put in the Mets organization is going to be like pulling teeth with the woolpuns. Yeah, and like you said, with Arod, Arod is unfortunately a player of the New York Yankees for party of MVP. People. And don't get me wrong, he's a great player, but I just think someone someone with Steve Cohen that has like a lot more capital would be a lot more in favor of the Mets in better interests for the for the overall like winningness of the club and stuff like that. And I mean, unfortunately now now that the Will haven't sold yet, that leads me into uh, another topic that I'd like to talk about is our season predictions. So what do you think? How do how do you see the Yankees' future looking like this season in the sixty game span? I, I mean,
1: obviously, I think sixty games, anything can happen. I'm not. I think everyone talks about baseball being a marathon and not a sprint, and I feel like, I feel like the MLBPA and the owners took way too long to find an agreement to get people back playing baseball. I think that we should have been playing baseball July Fourth weekend, and I'm disappointed that we're not. So I think, I think sixty games. I I'm worried that like, I feel I feel like we could see a scenario where the Yankees don't make the playoffs and the Tigers make a run at the Central. Like I really. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I do think that the Yankees are built to win now. I can't imagine us not winning the division. I think that we have one of the best batting orders in the league. I think we have one of the best bullpens in the league. Starting pitching, starting pitching definitely needs work. Severino being hurt is a blow, but Garrett Cole, obviously the, the big signing of the, of the offseason. James Paxson, who would not have been playing at the start of the season, we're going to have, he's a solid arm in the rotation. I I'm I'm I have a pretty positive outlook on the Yankees right now. What do you think about the Mets?
0: I have a question for you before we go into the Mets. Do you see the Yankees winning that division?
1: I do. I think I think the Rays. I think the Rays are a good baseball team that don't get a lot of credit. I think they have a really good rotation and a solid batting order. But I don't. And and the and the Rays typically play the Yankees very hard. It's usually it's usually a very hard series for us. But I don't think. I just don't i think I think the Yankees will come out on top of the division. I think the blue jays I think the Blue Jays could be a sleeper team. i I really like that roster. It's really young. i think I don't think they're there yet to make a deep playoff run, but again, in sixty games, if they come out for thirty five of them and are hot, then i think I think that sets them up for a good a good place. Uh, it sets them up for in a good spot to make the playoffs. but
0: yeah, completely. So I guess into the Mets. Honestly like you said I definitely agree. It's not going to be a traditional MLB season and literally anything can happen. It really it really is just, it really is it's going to be like a sprint this year and not a marathon. And the Mets usually I have a pretty positive outlook on them, obviously because I'm a Mets fan, but to be quite honest with you, I see them making the playoffs. They usually tend to do well towards the beginning of the year and hopefully that momentum could propel them through September. Yeah, I agree.
1: I I feel like I feel like a lot of the times the Mets make a great run in the beginning and then you have a Terrible middle of the season, yeah. and you're forced to make a run at the end.
0: So that's that's the Mets thing. We have a, usually have like a terrible June, and and then we make a push towards the end of the season, but it's not enough to cover all the losses we took towards the middle of the season. And you know, like like I said before, the the Mets love making those runs toward the end. And I could see in like a sixty game season a potential maybe wild card or even even division, even us winning the division. Anything could really happen. I, I do think anything can happen
1: but like do you, like do you think the Mets do you think the Mets are better than the Braves or better than the Nationals or better than the Phillies?
0: You know, to be quite honest, I think a wild card spot is definitely more approachable or realistic from a from a MLB perspective, but like I said, any, anything can happen, but every team has the same advantage, so it's not like not like the Mets are at like a better advantage than any other team by yeah. the short shortened season. It's just going off of what's happened in the past and making an assumption. So I I have a good outlook on the Mets. Our lineup, relatively good. I, the infield's solid. The outfield's going to be platooning with Cespedes back in the lineup. Rotation, uh, losing Syndergaard really gave us a big blow, and I think it really, really hurt us overall. But the signing the signings of Michael Walker Michael Walker was solid signing. Oh, yeah, and Rick Porcello. I mean, like... Luckily, this was before Syndergaard got hurt, so thankfully we had those those two veteran starters that were now going to be in our starting rotation. Mats, I hopefully he can have like a breakout year. He's a, he's a solid left left hander. Stroman, I honestly have a very positive outlook on, and maybe he'll assume the number two role. And no, Stroman, Stroman was always something that Stroman was always a pitcher that I liked and a
1: pitcher that I would that I think would have been a good fit for the Yankees. But only thing I didn't understand about Stroman to the Mets is that Stroman is a big ground ball hitter. And you guys last year didn't exactly have the best infield ground ball defense. Like I never understood that move for you, yeah. but I think you you
0: definitely have the, it's definitely arm talent. So if you can improve there, I think he yeah. could be a good number two starter. He definitely, he definitely does pitch a lot to contact and the Mets defense is, is shaky, so to speak, especially Rosario's a little inconsistent, but he, he gets, he does his own and he holds his own there. So yeah. And then, Jacob DeGrom in my opinion I know we can debate about this all day but personally I think Jacob DeGrom is one of one of the is probably the best pitcher in the MLB
1: no yeah I, I as much as as much as I wouldn't like to I can definitely I can definitely get behind that but I think the I think the question with Jacob DeGrom is that he's going to pitch you innings is but can you give him the run support because like if you look at his stats over the past 2 years he has exceptional ERA but his win loss record is terrible like he can't seem to buy a win when, when he pitches with the Mets.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like the Grom can pitch as well as he wants, but the Mets just haven't been given giving him run support. And like I feel like I feel like a lot of the people on like the board and stuff like that that vote for the Cy Young and stuff like that, like they, they see that. They see that in DeGrom. Like they know he's an outstanding pitcher. He's he was on a streak where he hadn't given up given up more than like one run in a start in like so long it was just it was it's, it's outstanding and I people make the, made the argument for Scherzer last year or Bueller, or someone like that but like if you look at DeGrom like if he was if he was on a team like the Yankees like he would have so many more wins he would have a lot yeah, no. sub 500 win loss record and that's the thing I feel like with a pitcher like DeGrom people haven't been looking for these people people haven't valued win loss records as much of a as like a Cy Young determine uh, someone that determines a Cy Young award, award winner simply because of a guy like Degrom who just can't get run support from his team but pitches lights out. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: it's not. It's that's, that's, that's really not his fault. And like for the Cy Young, it's like, about the pitcher. Like if you if you ever watch Jacob Degrom play, even if the Mets lose, you can you can tell that he's he's dominant. He's dominant on the mound. He can he controls the game. And like I I do feel bad. I I, I really I really do feel bad because he is exceptional. But like I think. I think the Mets lineup is slept on by a lot of people, including including probably me. Yeah. I, like I think I think it's pretty decent. It's like it's, on, pa- on paper, which I don't think it has been in a while. Like I feel like I, I talk to a lot of Mets fans about baseball, and they're always like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna break out. Like expect a lot from him." And on paper, I'm looking, I don't see it. But like I, I, I was looking at it yesterday, and it's pretty good. I think I think I think it deserves more credit than it gets.
0: Well, let, let me tell you. The other day, MLB MLB came out with a MLB came out with a, a rankings list for uh, top lineups, and actually, believe it or not, had the Yankees as fourth and the Mets as sixth. And I was, as a Mets fan, I was honestly shocked to see that, that MLB had had those power rankings like that. Because honestly, I was a little surprised with the rankings too. Like I, I, could see, I could see why a team like the Mets, given given the, like the potential that all those players have could be ranked with like a team in the top six, but I'm just surprised that they got that recognition from MLB. And I know you have a lot of uh, disagreements with the Yankees at 4 and like to hear. I, uh, I,
1: I I believe that the Yankees, I believe that the Yankees are the best team in baseball. I, and I know, I know, I know that like, I, and I know most, most people would probably argue the Dodgers, which I respect, but I have my reasons for that. But really what bothered me about the list the most was that the Astros were above the Yankees. I know that the Astros have now beat, Yankees in the playoffs, two out of the last three years, but like I, I think, I think if you go position by position, I just, I just feel that the Yankees have a better, a better lineup. But that, that's, that's a conversation for another day. I guess yes. I, I, have an, I have a question for you about New York baseball. Obviously, New York is one of the hot spots in the world for the coronavirus. Do you think that that will impact the roster significantly compared to other teams? For the Yankees specifically, or the Mets, or both? Yeah, yeah, yeah Yankees or the Mets.
0: Well, luckily. Luckily, there haven't been a lot of Mets players or not- notable Mets players going down. But I saw, I saw Chapman. Chapman had yeah, yeah. Ch- 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 Chapman and Lemayhu are the most recent on the Yankees yeah. roster. Yeah, which is which is unfortunate for the Yankees. But hopefully, if these players really do want to play baseball, they'll stay locked down. They'll be safe. They'll do whatever they can to prevent themselves from getting COVID. Because I feel like for the betterment of fans and like the betterment of the world, like it it would. Be ashamed to see people of like these high, high, highly regarded calibers, highly regarded people get coming down with the as the virus as the whole country is really just trying to watch them play. And back to the back to the Mets lineup, for example, I would like, I think, I think like you said, I think they're very, very slept on and very, very underrated. And I can't promise you as a Mets fan that someone like, for example, like Pete Alonso is going to have like the same exact season, especially especially given the 60 game season. And I mean, not only is he a rookie, but I, I arguably he's, I, in my opinion, he's at least like top five and potentially even top three first baseman in the MLB. And for someone like that, especially a rookie, I, I don't know if like he can have that sort of bounce back year. I think someone like McNeil is going to be a solid hitter, Nimmo in the lineup and Johanna Sesma that's coming back is a huge, huge help for the Mets. They really needed, they, they other than Alonso, they lack that, that power hitter. And that's, that's someone that we need like Cespedes. I mean, yeah, like I, I, Cespedes has been in
1: the league for a while. Do you think he, do you think he's still at the level where he can contribute like to, to for a playoff pushing team?
0: Well, you know, I think it's definitely a help. I think it's definitely more of a net positive than it is a negative. And like I said, I, I, he, he'll probably hit somewhere around like 250 to two 280 potentially and like, or even even higher, given the fact that it's only a sixty-game season. But you know, like you, you really never know. Like I, I would just expect him to be like the cleanup hitter or the the four, the five hitter, and so in a lineup when he's when he's surrounded by Conforto and Alonso, I think there's not really a lot of room for him to like mess up and have a lot of pressure on him. I think they could just ease him back in the lineup, and I think he'd be a pretty solid player. You know, I agree. Uh, I, like when
1: you were talking about Alonso before, I couldn't help but it didn't help but remind me of Aaron Judge's rookie season when he first broke out, uh, some similar numbers, and then he had a sophomore sophomore slump. You could probably say with a lot of injuries, and I think being fair, he's never, but he's never been able to stay on the field as consistently as he did that first year. Like, do you think? Do you think the same thing is in the cards for Pete Alonso? I know, I know, I know two different players, but like a similar play style, similar body types. I, I I just wonder if that's. I don't know Pete Alonso's injury history as well as you probably would.
0: But- yeah, but, like I, I mean, Pete Pete Alonso was was rarely rarely out last year, and I mean, obviously you're talking about the sophomore year, but even if he doesn't get hurt, like I feel like I feel like a slump is definitely possible, and a slump would be like a lot more, so to speak, like noticeable with with his numbers given it's a sixty game season. How he would yeah. if he were to slump, but you know, I'm I'm positive on him. I think he's going to be a great player, great franchise player. Honestly, I don't think the Mets would ever get rid of him.
1: Yeah, I think he's the kind of personality that you, that you can like, make a figurehead of your team.
0: Yeah, he's arguably, like him and DeGrom are becoming the faces of this, this franchise, and I can't see us letting him go. And as a Mets fan, I think I'd be very, very upset. And I like I don't, like, who would you consider to be the face of the Yankees franchise right now? Glaber?
1: Um, I think that, I know that, like, like in Yankees culture, the captain the captain of the Yankees is a very big deal. Obviously, we haven't named we haven't named a captain since Derek Jeter retired. I think that the next captain of the Yankees will either be Aaron Judge or Libertores. I I would rather have Libertores. I think I think he's he's huge in Spanish speaking markets. I was just reading an article on the Athletic about that recently, and I think he's I think he's more consistent than Judge. I, I he's he's my he's my favorite Yankee at the moment. So I I obviously I would like him to be the captain, but I I think it will be Aaron Judge. Really, because I do. I, I I just like I I going off like the Yankees advertisements and like who they and who they put in who they like who they put in the Nike jersey first and like who they who they interview the most like I on like Yes Network I feel like Aaron Judge I feel like they're grooming him to be the next captain.
0: It's a shame. I, I really I really think I as I mean I obviously I'm a Mets fan so I don't really have a favorite Yankee but if there's a Yankee I do like to play I, I do like to watch it would definitely it would definitely be Javier Torres. I yeah,
1: just I think, think, I think
0: I think yeah. I, in a certain way he just he just plays solid baseball and i mean i would be that solid baseball Nah, for me
1: my my biggest problem with aaron judge is that and really with the yankees like uh, there's gary sanchez i just think we run into the problem where it's either we hit a home run or we strike out yeah i think i I think that's why that's why i think dj le was was such an important signing for the yankees because he played old school baseball get like opposite field get a single just putting people on base. And that's one thing I like about Gleyber Torres. Like we, uh, two seasons ago, we didn't have a single, we had Gleyber Torres, you know, it was, it was Miguel and Duhar was the only 300 hitter. We had one 300 hitter on the whole team. Last year we had four. And I just think that that's
0: like, because we had guys like Gio
1: Rochella, guys who, guys who can get hits. And I think, I think our baseball dramatically improved.
0: Yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to agree with you. Honestly, I think, I think at least that I think the Yankees lineup should honestly be above the Astros. They, their lineup. I don't, I think it's the most feared lineup in baseball. It was, as of last year. I mean, now the Dodgers and the twins have a great lineup to be quite honest with you. And I, I don't think I'd put them above the Yankee. I don't, I don't think, I don't think the Yankees deserve to go above them, but honestly, like you said, four, 300 plus hitters is amazing. And to be, you guys have a, like a really good balance of, people who hit for average and then people who hit for power and like mm-hmm. someone like 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 you said like DJ DJ LeMayu if I had to compare him to a Mets player it'd probably be like for example like Jeff McNeil like they they played the same same old school style of baseball hit hit the ball and get on base like that's that's mm-hmm. really like that's those are the people that you want up in like the bottom of the ninth to like it is yeah because
1: play. yeah because I, I feel like I I feel like I just I, I think I think that's I think that's what a lot of baseball lacks now. I feel like I, I, I feel like there seems there, there seems to be a culture trend towards just hitting home runs or don't even bother. And I I, I don't think that's baseball. Like I think I, I think I think there's so much I think there's so much of baseball missing of just getting on base that I wish that I that I wish more I wish more players brought to their games. So I'm I'm I think I hope I, I hope some Yankees players take steps towards that because, like, we have guys like Luke Voigt, who personally I can't stand. I don't think he hits for enough power to not hit the ball. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I hope I hope he can work on that. But I think I think it will be interesting.
0: All right, so now that we've spoken about lineups, let's get let's get into rotations and bullpen. Uh, MLB posted, I believe, earlier today that. Uh, yeah, no, I saw. I saw that. I saw that. I think the the Yankees were uh, six and the Mets were at eight, and. I, I'll let you speak on that first.
1: I mean, I think the Yankees. I think the Yankees have a very good rotation in general. I do. I. I. I think. I think for a lot of, a lot of like for a long time, every that's that's like, that's been the that's been the sore spot of the Yankees roster. as everybody? You no, know, they're they're not, not going to win a championship because they because they can't pitch. But I think we spent the money to bring in Gerrit Cole. I think he's now he's now a clear ace. I think. I think. That, I think that, that's a big deal. We're obviously we're missing Severino, but. I think that we have a. I think we have a great bullpen. Uh, Chapman, I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know about Chapman's availability with COVID-19. I don't know how fast he's going to be back. But we have guys. We have guys like Adam Ottavino, who I think is a really underrated reliever. Uh, Domingo Herman, I think we're going to miss. Uh, he's facing suspension for yeah. domestic assault. But uh, we have guys like we have guys like Zach Britton, who I think is a really good left-handed reliever. Um, I think Chad Green. I don't think has reached the heights that he has two years ago, but I think he has it in him. Two years ago he was a swingman for us and he'd come on if a starter had a bad game. I still think that player's in there, but I don't know. I just I, I feel like I feel like we have a lot of bodies who can throw. And I think I think like for the long for the longest time the Yankees have had to win games with their bullpen. And it was all about if our starter can get us four innings, we'll be fine. But I think we're now building a starting rotation that is way more capable than that and we'll have to rely on our bullpen much less because I think, I think that was our biggest problem in the Astro series is that towards the end we're we getting into six seven games. I just think we like, we, were, we were running out of we were running out of able able relievers that can come give us innings because we were using them so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let me ask you a question: How do you feel about the loss of Dylan Batances
1: No, ne- I was never a big fan. I, I know, I know. For a, he had, he, I think he has all the talent in the world. But I, I he's, he was never, never a player that I felt confident with on the mound. I think he won. He's, he's hurt all the time, and I, I never, I, he, he's either, he's either great and strikes out the side, or he gives up three hits and we have to pull him. He was never, never a Yankee that I was a fan of. But I, I do acknowledge that he is a good pitcher, and I, I, I hope, I hope for his sake that he can stay on the field and like revitalize his career because he's missed. He missed so many games for the Yankees like I don't even think we ever got to see the best of
0: him. I think he had like four appearances last year or something like that. Yeah, like, he
1: because like he, Achilles and knee and he just he couldn't like he, he could never get he could never get a consistent a consistent run of games. But I got I, I think I think it's a good signing. I do.
0: Yeah, I for the Mets I, I was I was ecstatic when we signed him because I just remember how dominant he was in the twenty eighteen season. So that was that was. A really good signing for me honestly and do you think that Chapman's gonna keep keep up with how he's been doing I think so I think uh I, I think before the
1: playoffs last year I think he went I think he went almost two two months without giving up a run and just dumb like dominant like I think I think the the kind of I mean like obviously like everyone sees his fastball that gets the, like 102 103 miles an hour which is obviously dominant but like I, I have so much. I was talking about how little confidence I have with Batanzas on the mound. I have so much confidence with Chapman on the mound. I know he gave. I know he gave up the walk off to Altuve that's, that sent them. That's, that sent them on. But I can. I can look past that. I think there might have been some other factors in play. But um, I, I still. I still. I'm, I'm. I'm very confident with Chapman on the mound, and I hope. Uh, I hope that he has uh two more years on his contract now because we extended that. So I, I hope he can. I hope he can. Uh, stay at the heights that he was. Yeah, uh, I, 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 we we talked about the Yankees rotation. What do you think about the Mets rotation? Uh, we, I know we talked about Jacob Degrom in the beginning, but like as rotation as a whole.
0: Yeah, rotation as a whole. I mean, with the loss, like I said, the loss of Syndergaard really hurt us. And I mean, now with this, now with this new rotation and stuff like that, I don't know. Personally, I think the Mets have a better rotation than the Yankees, but I mean, that's that's up for debate.
1: Like, yeah, no, I I don't think we're ever going to reach an agreement on that.
0: Yeah, I, and my my only rationale is I I thought that the Mets were better. I currently I thought that the I in the past I thought the Mets were better with Syndergaard and then with Severino healthy. I mean, but mind you, with like the loss of now our number two starters, I think that the Mets still outweigh the Yankees. But like I said, I don't think we'd come to an agreement on that. Uh, bullpen was. Arguably the biggest issue that the Mets faced last year, and I think without them, the Mets would be in the playoffs. Would have been in the playoffs last year. Yeah, no, you're, yeah, I, I can I can agree with that. Your bullpen let you down. We had twenty plus leads in the seventh inning, and they were all they all got blown by our bullpen, which was very uh, stressful as a Mets fan. And I think it's really sad. And that was one of the positions that we lacked in horribly. Edwin Diaz, I'll say this. I'll say this. I hope <laughs> that he has a bounce back year.
1: And oh I, man, Edwin, Edwin. Diaz is my favorite Met, hands uh-huh. down. I love. I love watching him play. Oh, Excellent. Yeah. Excellent yeah, baseball player.
0: Nothing like seeing him blow a lead. It's amazing. But uh, yeah. Anyway, like I said, I don't know. I think he's surrounded with someone like Seth Lugo, and I think that's really going to push him to his fullest potential. And I mean, now with the signing of Betances, I'm like. I'm very happy with him. And I think we're going to have three late, late game pitchers that we can throw in whenever, and hopefully we'll not throw the lead.
1: Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I, I think, I think Batances makes sense for you. I think he's,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think he's exactly the kind of pitcher that you need. And I I, I, I wish him the best. I just think, I think he suits, I think he suits the Mets better than the Yankees. Cause he, he had like the, the upside that he has is that he, he can be, he can be a dominant lever, which is one I think you're desperately calling for.
0: Absolutely. So, and the other thing was when we when we signed Waka and Porcello, it was just it was just a matter. I really thought one of them was going to be like how the Yankees how the Yankees usually only use their starters for like five innings or something like that. And like I feel like he would have been like a nice long relief long long relief pitcher that the that the Mets could have really benefited from. And yeah, honestly, that's that's what I was hoping for. And hopefully, if the Mets decide to pay Syndergaard, that's what they'd be used for. And we extended Porcello and Waka.
1: I think Syndergaard, arguably, arguably has, arguably has the potential to be better than Jacob Degrom. I thought Syndergaard would be better than Jacob Degrom. F- rewind for years. I think he has the stuff for it.
0: He does. He has that. He has the fastball. He has the commanding fastball. He hits triple digits sometimes. It's just, it's just a matter. It's just his ERA is so high. He has like, mm-hmm. he has a very high ERA, and I think DeGram just has more control over his fastball and his off speed and like isn't as reckless and really focuses on pitching.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to, I think the last thing we're going to talk about today is Cole DeGrom.
0: Cole DeGrom. All right. So here's, here's my case. I'll take Jacob DeGrom. I think, I think it's a very close argument between the two, which is obviously why we're talking about it, but I would take Jacob DeGrom over Garrett Cole. No question. And let me tell you why. DeGrom is, dominant ERA amazing back-to-back Cy Young Awards and and I think he's just he's the ace like Cole always had Cole always had someone that he had to vie with for his whole career he had he had Keiko he had
1: Keiko Verlander like he's never yeah I'll talk about that later keep going keep going
0: yeah he had Keiko and Verlander and someone like that like he's always he's always been the number two and then that doesn't mean he has time to develop but I just think like in a lot of these in, in a lot of these situations where he's getting wins and stuff like that like they're not the other teams aren't really putting their aces against them and I think that also benefits Cole's like win loss record and stuff like that but Jacob deGrom has just been dominant and I mean they're two great pitchers and I'm really happy that they're both in New York and I think that's going to be really good for New York baseball it baseball itself cuz you know in New York they get so much publicity and stuff like that mm-hmm. So I, if I, look,
1: I'm going to be honest. I, I, based off last season and the past couple of years, Jacob DeGrom is the better pitcher. But what I will say is that I think coming to New York, I think Garrett Cole, I think Garrett Cole now has the platform to be, to be the best pitcher in the league. I think, I, I think, I think he's, he's coming. He's going to, like we were talking about before, he's, he's he's second to no one. He's second to no one on the Yankees. He's going to, I would say the biggest baseball brand in the world. He's going to be the ace. I think. I think he like we we have a new pitching coach that I think that like was Taylor picked to attract guys like Garrett Cole. I, I think that I think that now is the time if Garrett Cole is ever going to do it to be the best pitcher in the league. And I think I think he can. But I, I agree. I'm happy that they're both in New York. I think that we're. I think that we're coming up on a time when both New York baseball teams have the potential to be real contenders. And I think I think it's going to be the best. I think it's going to be the best overall in New York baseball we've seen in a while.
0: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get another Subway Series World Series. That would be awesome. I would,
1: I would be, I would be all for that.
0: Yeah, me too. But and and like you said, DeGrom definitely has the better. Uh, mind you, sorry, Cole definitely has a better lineup to deal with, and he could definitely perform a lot better having that having that constant run support by the Yankees, which the does not have at all, and hopefully he he will have this year. But yeah, I think Cole definitely has the definitely has the potential to be one of the best pitchers in the MLB. And to your point, even the best, but I'll still say right now, I'll take the Grom Yeah,
1: no, I obviously, obviously. All right. All right. Well, I think I think that's gonna be it for our first episode. Yep. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the Seven One Eight Talk Show, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. All
0: right. Signing off.